The Legendarium Podcast is brought to you by, by you. So please visit patreon.com slash legendarium to, to support the show. But for now, welcome to, to the, the Legendarium. I know. I love that, like, <laughs> what she comes up with to save herself from that is the is the spell to get really, really fancily dressed. And then all of a sudden her skirts are too heavy. Take that, patriarchy. <laughs> Welcome to the Legendarium. We have the ladies meeting in studio today. I hope we're all excited. We have Megan, (laughs) Kate, and Stephanie here. We have just finished Uprooted by Naomi Novik. And this was recommended to us by several of our listeners when I finally asked, what do you want the ladies to read? So we were excited to pick this book up. None of us have read it before. So this is a first read for all of us. So you're going to get our fresh views of what we thought (laughs) of this book. So first off, what was just your overall view, opinion of the book through this read? I, uh, I thought when I started reading that I knew what this book was going to be. And I did not know, apparently. Like the more I kept reading, like I'm like, oh, yeah, the ending of this book is going to be when they rescue the queen. That happened halfway through. And I was like, okay, I really don't know where this is going. <laughs> this is exciting. Oh, she's a, she's a wizard too. All right. Didn't expect that. This is cool. All right. Okay. Because um, I was very much expecting like a, a regular Western style, Western European style fairy tale. And this, I, mm-hmm. I wish I'd done some research on like the Slo- Slovakian kind of fairy, like uh-huh. more... The mm-hmm. Eastern Europe because mm-hmm. it does have tales. a lot of yeah. imagery there. But I overall, I really liked it. it. Yeah. Overall, I really, really liked it. I thought I got to the end and was like, okay, that was very satisfying. It was. Thank you for the recommendation, all the people who recommended yes, it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. Um, I liked that. Uh, it it had you know I wouldn't say it was a slow start. I really felt like I was in the action right away. <laughs> There's a lot of books where I feel like we're gonna commit the <laughs> sin of like. <laughs> waxing philosophic on the character for a while. So I felt like, no, being in her brain and, you know, all of that, that was that was really cool. Um, it's ironic because in the in the front of the book, it says that, like, the foreword's written by Gregory Maguire or whatever. And yeah. I always feel like, like, that's sort of how I feel about Gregory Maguire's books is that you, like, start in on the action, in with a character, and it's like you've been there for 100 years already. So that was really cool about that. I really enjoyed that. But then, like Megan, I really struggled to see where this was going, but it was sort of a pleasant struggle. So... <laughs> I just kind of assumed it was going to be a Beauty and the Beast story yeah, for right? a little yeah. while. Like you have this young girl who has been sent to live with an older gentleman who is ornery and difficult. And all she's doing is cleaning his house and cooking his food. I was like, okay, Beauty and the Beast. Got it. And he's mean. And he like takes yeah. stuff from her and he's imprisoning her. And yeah. So this definitely does have one of those feels because I agree. It didn't go anywhere that I was expecting it to. Mm -hmm. It has a good start. And I really liked um, Agneska. I think being in her head, she's entertaining. She's lighthearted. She's interesting. Self-deprecating. I liked that. I don't (laughs) only like that in a character. Self-deprecating, but not whiny. Yes. Yes. That's the difference, I think, because she's just got a very clear outlook, but she was never whiny. Yeah. There's something very likable about her. And I, one of the things that I liked about her um, was that her, uh, her caring for other people ended up being one of her strengths. Like that was one of the things the dragon was trying to distance everybody 
But she was like, no, no, I want to go take care of Kasia. I need to make sure Wensa knows that Kasia's going to be okay. Oh, we need to take care of these children now. And, you know, that was one of her strengths that Sarkin is just like, okay, fine, we'll take care of the, oh, okay, actually, that's kind of a strength. Like, I know we, we probably... Like we said, we don't want to get into the all of the feminist stuff, but I just kind of like it. That's one of those, <laughs> like it's a feminine quality to care about other people. And the dragon had very specific reasons why he didn't want to get involved necessarily. Um, but yeah, like that ended up saving the whole kingdom in the end that she cared about people and wanted to understand other people's point of view. Yeah. yeah I like that too. I was going to make that cheesy joke that it like uprooted all of my expectations <laughs> about fantasy and about like how you could combine, you know, fairy tales that have already been told. Get out. <laughs> well and i feel like the way that um she's been written that she's the driving force of this whole concept of of what a feminist can be mm-hmm. she can still yes. be soft she can still be loving and she can still be hard and tough and action driven yes. which i enjoy that it's not a typical female role but it still mm-hmm. has some very stereotypical female Mm-hmm. traits which is how like how i see myself in a way right. it's just like, who you are right because like, this is who i am i feel like <laughs> i don't know ryan could be like no she's not <laughs> but i feel like i'm loving and caring and have those stereotypical female traits i but can confirm <laughs> yeah can confirm that's you but still have that drive and the idea of loving adventure and action and getting out and doing something that's better than just sitting at home yeah cooking well, or cleaning. and here she is having this adventure that she really didn't anticipate. Like, she always thought it was going to be Kasha. Everybody just assumed it was going to be this other girl, so she's just like, okay, gonna go do my own thing, gonna go check in the woods, and oh, here's some blueberries, and oh, I'm a mess again, so I'm not gonna be picked by the dragon. <laughs> and then it ends up that she is, and she kind of has to make the best of it, and it turns out to be to, to the betterment of everyone, and then I love that you have this flip side with Kasha, where she was trained her whole life to go live with a dragon and she's going to walk, you know, a crazy amount of miles every day to go learn how to cook for a nobleman. And she's really pretty and she's all of those things. And she was ready to go out and have an adventure. And then she wasn't chosen. But as it turns out, she ends up getting to be a warrior in the end. Like she has this completely different life than she thought she was going to be than anybody expected of her. And no, she is not going to be some serving, serving woman who's put away for 10 years. Instead, she's going to, she still continues, but she serves like the future king and she ends up being like a very tough woman that like she knew that she was going to have to be brave and she knew she was going to have to be tough, but everything that she was trained for ended up being used in a different way, Yeah, mm-hmm. which I just thought was amazing. Yeah. There was some symbolism too when um, Agnieszka, Agnieszka. Do not ask we can me call to her say Neshka. this. Neshka, thank Neshka, you. Neshka, that's what we sorry, name. Yeah. I kept hearing like uh, Jane the Virgin. It's so a good thing that I, I listened to this because looking at her name, I would have been like, <laughs> I, I don't know what this no, says. I, 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 was I was half reading, Aggie half listening. When I first read the... <laughs> yeah, I was half reading, half listening to the oh, audio, nice. but okay. I didn't really like the lady who was reading the audio. So Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I liked her accent though. It was at least pure. Like True. So I, my sister spent several years in Bulgaria. And so she's got a lot of the Cyrillic pronunciations for things. Mm-hmm. So anytime I hear someone with a bad Cyrillic or Russian accent, I'm like, no, 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 stop. <laughs> it is a little harsh listening to she... for a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got used to it, but it mm-hmm. is for those listening to the audiobook. It's yeah, it gets. It takes a little bit to get past 
what her accent is, mm-hmm. but then it starts it feeling does. like it's part of the story because of where they're at. You know, I'm wondering too, I mean, to veer off from what I was just saying, but this is like really important. The the thing where she's talking about, this is what he was doing to me. Like having someone say that in my ears, I'm listening was actually really hard to hear. <laughs> I'm realizing now that I didn't like really ever catch that before. Like had I been reading the words on the page, I'm not sure I would have had that experience with it. Mm-hmm. But listening to that part, I was like, I do not like this part. I do not like this part. <laughs> Um, but the magic that it like pulls the life force out of her that he's like restructuring what she's doing and she refuses and in her refusal there's like this acceptance of herself mm-hmm. that becomes the driving force for everything else she does. I thought that was really cool. I was like, okay, this I can accept. Like, <laughs> you know, we're good at like this very solid feminist message that, you know, sure, try to take this out of me and nope, I'm not going to let it happen. <laughs> and in that refusal, I will become the person I was meant to be. So I liked that part. So how do we feel about the magic system in um, uprooted. I've read a lot of people complaining about it feels like there are no rules yes. and bounds to this magic system that she could pretty much do whatever she wanted because she's all powerful and she just has to figure out what the right pronunciation of whatever. I feel like that's a rule though, right? Like the pronunciation itself becomes a rule. Well, I thought it was interesting. It's like you have a strict pronunciation and then if you garble this word or you slur this word, mm-hmm. then that's kind of how it changes the degree, I guess, of what you get out of whatever the spell is you're casting. But she mm-hmm. does do a, a lot of really powerful things that kind of doesn't feel like it has a whole lot of bounds to what at least she's allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more with the dragon, but I don't know if that's necessarily the bounds that the magic system puts on him as much as the bounds he puts on himself mm-hmm. using his magic. Mm-hmm. I I could see it being that way when she goes to take the test and ends up failing everything because she hasn't put in all of the study and the work for it. Like even to figure out what her wizard name was going to be. She completely botched that. So she's like, well, yes, I'll just use my own name. <laughs> um, but I kind of think of that as like, you know, that time, that period of time where they're usually spending seven years of studying all of this and building their magic um, is kind of like when we go to college and we go to certain classes and there's like, you know, here are the boundaries and here are the rules and strictures for this class. But also, like, if I'm writing a report, we may all write a report on the same subject, but it wouldn't all sound exactly the same. Like, we wouldn't have the same points and we wouldn't mm-hmm. have the same things that we thought were interesting. And so you look at all of the different wizards and they all have their their own specific name, but their own thing that they're good at. Like, the um, Alosha is really good at... Um, building weapons and horseshoes and those kind of things. And then you have the owl who likes to study and is very religious. And you have Sarkin who is studious, but he's a little bit more of a warrior and Salya who is way more of a warrior. Like you have everybody who has, who uses the magic and yes, they're, they all seem to be coming from a different place, but then you have like, it could have been that when they were starting out, it was a lot more like Mieszka where they all had kind of their thing that they're like, oh, well, I can do this and I can, but if she had gone in and learned those rules and those strictures, it could have helped her be even more powerful. Mm-hmm. I thought it sort of mirrored, I, I don't know, I saw the influence of the wood as this like other driving force. And sure. to me, it sort of mirrored that, that in any system where the evil is boundless, you can sort of have this magic that's boundless. I, that felt sort of balanced to me. Um, but then the other thing that I, I don't know, to me, everything that the dragon was requiring of her felt like a boundary because there was a consequence. So I, I didn't understand that critique as I was reading and I was like, no, here's a boundary. <laughs> like, this is a boundary. She's having trouble like expressing this because there's a consequence when she doesn't. 
And so I feel like the magic system is, yes, you can do anything you want, but there's a consequence if you if you perform it incorrectly. So that still felt like there were things. And I, I mean, my most recent magic experience was reading the Mistborn series. So like I was comparing a lot of those things and I was like, there's so many rules in the Mistborn. You know? yeah. There's like so much else, but there's still like, consequences. So that was how I viewed that. I don't know. What do you think? I can understand that. And I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> wow. That just left. Wow. That never happens to me. <laughs> As we all get really quiet. Thanks, so Ryan. Stephanie. I, like, I know. What? I'm like, should I, should I say some things it right now? It is gone. What were you just talking about? Magic? I was talking about the wood, the comparison of the wood, and then I and was the talking about the consequences, consequences and boundaries, and then I was talking about was it something Megan said? No, I was. It was a thought that popped in my head while you were talking, and now I was talking about the Mistborn and how the and then you and went into the Mistborn, and then I went. My brain went to Mistborn <laughs> and completely just threw out. Way to be it was present though in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, well done. Stephanie. Way to way, way to join us. Listen to like listen oh to listen God. and not listen to talk. I blame coronavirus. Hashtag thanks COVID-19. Hashtag I need toilet paper. <laughs> well, I have nothing. I don't have any comments. Well, should that. we move on to other questions? Do you want to ask these? these are... Do you want me to ask questions? Yes, you okay? please. Okay, Someone I'll else take over this mess. <laughs> so we have some questions from Discord. Um, okay. Just looking. Um, I was, I'm not sure. How would you say? Uh, Sesky Cure? Would you say the username? Yes. <laughs> I, I like it. I think I that's like cool. Kesky Cure. We make up names for everyone anyway. Sure. I'm so. going gonna, gonna to call this super cool user because these are good questions. I think. <laughs> so um, the, uh, what did you feel about the romance relationship aspect between her and the dragon or about the compatibility of their magic and difference in their magic? And which would you pick if you could pick one? Well, I think, go ahead. I think for me, their romance made no sense. I loved the connection that they built um, when they were using their magic together. And I wish that she had kind of kept them on that path. Mm -hmm. Though I have to admit the sex scene, and there's only one, and it's on the semi-graphic side. I'm driving mm -hmm. down the freeway and I'm <laughs> listening too. to this. And all of a sudden I look down and I'm going 95 down the freeway. I was like, Okay, I'm I'm gonna slow down now because that was kind of a little bit more intense than I was expecting. I read it more than once. <laughs> Continue. So it's a well-written sex scene. I just think it kind of came out of nowhere mm -hmm. for me. Like this is kind of what you expect out of two characters like this. You have two powerful wizards that have already have an intimate connection on their magical level so you kind mm -hmm. of expect them to end up together mm -hmm. but at the same time i was like really like eve of battle what else are we going to do we need to have sex because well, this might yeah. be our last chance kind of that's the feel i got from i would have been content without their their romantic involvement and i still think at the very end he still would have come back for her mm -hmm. um, and still would have had a relationship even right. if it wasn't romantic. Well, they telegraph at the beginning, like everybody always asks like, oh, did he take advantage of you? And they all say, oh, no, no, he didn't. I am pure. But they're like, oh, nobody really believed it. So you're like, okay, so at some point they're going to be in a relationship because this is the story we're having. I, like I said, <laughs> I enjoyed this. I read it more than once, but I didn't really think it was necessary in the story. Mm -hmm. um, I guess like it's after that, that she asks Sarkin, you know, why did you take us? Like, what was the whole point of all of this? And he kind of explains it 
But did they need that whole sex scene beforehand? I don't know. Like, I kind of felt like it was a little bit gratuitous. Like, she just kind of put it in there because it was expected or because it's a modern day and that's what we need, apparently. <laughs> um, I, I just, I never, I didn't really get the sense that he liked her at all, ever, mm-hmm. which I just personally found frustrating because I get tired of stories where, like, these women try really hard and they're their best. And the guy's like, oh, I'm going to treat you badly. But actually, I love you. And it's like, eh, that's mm-hmm. not how love is going to work in my life. That's not what I'm going to choose for me. But I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was weird. I liked the way that he came back. And I, I kind of like the dichotomy between the two of them where he is very fastidious, fastidious. He likes things clean and he likes, you know, things to be physically attractive. And he likes to have his, uh, um library orderly and she is just always color. messy what not by color <laughs> not by color um and she's just always a mess and she's a little bit disorganized and she's clumsy and she falls down and at the end like she's literally like a bird woman in the woods who never washes <laughs> and he comes in and he's super fancy and he's like oh okay i guess we're getting married and i i like that dichotomy but yeah at the same time i'm like i, I never really got the sense that they really liked each other. What do you have against Bird Woman? I have nothing. I like that. She, I think that's adorable. Oh, okay. I just think it's really funny that dichotomy where it's like, I am now going to choose the woman who has not bathed in six months <laughs> to be my wife <laughs> while I stand here all fancy coming to this party finally. Yeah. For me, it felt a little like someone had written a fan fiction about these two and then they strong armed it in. <laughs> it's like, let's go like, like, like all that. of the like fan fiction that we've written about, you know, referencing back to Pride and Prejudice, like, you know, Darcy and Lizzie and we have like all of that going on. And like someone was like, hey, you know what? We should put this in the original novel. Let's just put this in there. <laughs> That's sort of what the, I was like. Oh, so we're going to veer off over here and cause people to go 95 miles an hour or read it a second <laughs> time. But it really did feel like something that just I mean, it didn't it didn't enhance his motivations. Mm-mm. It didn't make him a more complex character. It didn't make him a less complex character. I didn't feel like it really resolved anything that way narratively. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. I didn't, you know, like I was sort of ambivalent. If it was, it was going was in the middle to of it. end up there, I was, I would have liked a little bit more lead up to it. Yeah, something. Because he was, is a jerk pretty much the entire book right and his fastidious doesn't make him a jerk it's just the fastidious is a character quirk and i felt like sort of turned this into yeah a question yeah so when she finally when they finally end up together i was like so he's using her yeah and that's how i felt i was like yeah she he knows that she loves him and he's just going to use that to his benefit which just makes him even more of a jerk which then i know i said i wasn't going to talk about this but that is what annoyed me about like (laughs) here we have this like quote-unquote feminist hero but then we plug in this incredibly misogynistic messaging, you know? Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Anyway. Yeah, well, and you, you kind of couple that, like, with her, every once in a while she'll talk about, like, her, um, her. oh, this is what I thought sex was going to be, but this is what it actually is. And she has the encounter with Prince Merrick. Right. Where he attacks her. Right. And I really, really Ooh, love. She attacks him right back. I know, I love that, like, <laughs> what she comes up with to save herself from that. No. Is the, is the spell to get really, really fancily dressed. And then all of a sudden her skirts are too heavy. Take that, patriarchy. <laughs> and then she's like, and now here's this, you know, trait that I'm going to hit you with. But Sarkin's response to it, and I have this written down. Sarkin's response to it made me so mad I had to put the book down for a minute. Which was written as, oh, 
Um, so yeah, Starkin comes in and he says, are you going to try and persuade the king that your virtue was worth the life of his son? And I right. was like, are you, <laughs> I hate you so much right now, Starkin. Yeah. I just can't. I had to take a couple of days break from the book because I was just like that. That's the worst response ever. And I, like, I get it because, and at the same time, it's the worst. Like, yeah. of course, in the moment, she is going to think that. Like, she is going to try to protect herself. Right. So I don't know. I just, I don't want to say anything There are fates more. worse than death, as other fantasy novels have proven. Like, like well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I feel the same way. Huh. Okay. So it's like we see that Sarkin doesn't think sex is a big deal, except with her, except they're going to do it anyway. Ex- what? I don't know. So had it been my choice, I think we would have just removed that storyline and actually added an element somewhere that like motivated him to be with her outside of a romantic relationship. Well, and I think having what they've they've done with some of their magic and how they pair their magic up yeah. is a great basis cool. for mm-hmm. their relationship and how close they get and the intimacy that they feel to one another. Mm-hmm within their magic, mm-hmm. I think should have been more explored on what they could do. Cause she's even talked about, um, is it the Falcon she tries to use magic with? Yes. yes. And she, she feels how wrong it is. Like it still works, but it's not the same. I think that giving those two parallels there, you understand that she has this connection with the dragon. And if I could actually pronounce any of these names like Megan could, I would use them. But dragon is way easier to say. (laughs) Oh, and I love the title because when I first read it, I was like, okay, cool. Someone gets stolen by a dragon. Awesome. Let's write this book. And then I'm like, oh, the dragon's a person. (laughs) That's his his nickname for himself. Now I need to think of my nickname. I don't know what it is yet. But for me, and I am the type that I will always cheer on the romantic relationship. Ask Ken. It drives him nuts. (laughs) <laughs> Anytime I was like, yes, romance. Let's have more romance. This is probably one of the first books I've read that I'm like, no. Ken, don't if you're do listening, it. you've won. Don't do it. <laughs> I just, it was, yeah. Anyway, I would have definitely chosen magic over romance. It did feel very, it felt very true, though, to the character's experience that, like, at some point, every single man in the series was like, oh, okay. So when you and I get married, because even the prince at one point was like, Oh, and we're going to announce our engagement tomorrow. She's like, what? <laughs> and that's only because she's all powerful. Yeah. She's this mad. Who like, wouldn't want to get with an all powerful like Of course, politically, woman. everybody would want to ally themselves <laughs> with that. Yeah. But let's let's not forget that she's a person. She's a really talented person who could, in fact, stop you from anything by using her fancy clothes spell. <laughs> I love the fancy. Seriously. You're not getting in these favorite. pants because I just put a corset and 12 layers over it. So... <laughs> This is, that's how I feel. This like, is yes. what I was looking forward to, though. As soon as I got through the scene, and I was like, "Oh, I can hardly wait to take this one apart." <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, I really love this next question. I think this might be my favorite question. Um, was it right for the dragon to send her to the city by herself? Ooh. <laughs> Stephanie, do you want to take this one? I think where the story ended up at, it works. I think she finally was getting to the point where she was relying so much on the dragon and what they could do together that she wasn't being able to explore what she could do on her own. And I think forcing her into a situation where she was, especially going back to the whole title of the book and as they've talked about that you that these people in this valley get rooted into their lives and being unable to leave. I think sending her by herself 
was the best option for her to actually get uprooted from her situation. <laughs> get like, out. And and get out. Like I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> but that's kind of how I felt about it. That it was really the best option for her to become as powerful as she did by the end of this book. I don't know if she could have done that with him as a crutch to lean on. That's a really, really good point. I hadn't thought about that. Where in this point of the book, they haven't slept together yet. And we don't know yet that the reason why the dragon is is taking one woman from each village is to cut their tie to the wood, um, which w- ends up weakening, weakening the wood. Um, and so she doesn't know that at this point. And he sends her away. And I think part of that is because he realized how powerful she is and how, the like, if she were ever taken by the wood, how detrimental that would be to everyone. Um, so I can see from his point of view why that would be such a good thing. I find it interesting that she starts out in this book She's afraid of, like, she lives next to the wood, but she's afraid of it. And then Sarkin sends her to the uh, to the big city where she meets, like, she's trying to uh, figure out the court and all of this. And she meets Lady Alicia, who ends up being a terrible, terrible person and basically ruins her for society because everybody thinks that, oh, you you set up Lady Alicia and now you humiliated her so no decent person is going to talk to you. And she's like, okay, the city sucks and I hate this. So uh, so then at the, like, at the, again, at the end of the story, like she ends up literally living in the wood and being one with the wood as she's trying to fix it. And so I, I don't think Sarkin at that point knew that that was how it was going to end. But yeah, I agree with you that that was probably really necessary for Nyashka in that part of the story to be sent away and break her tie from the wood that much more and experience something else because he saw that she had a lot more potential than anybody else in the in that country to um to really make a difference and he like he said he needed to stay and protect everybody from the wood um my answer no Okay. <laughs> Good to know. No. Thank you. So now we're going. No, no. Um, Next time. I don't think so. But this is one of the chief things about a lot of Eastern European fairy tales is what is right for the upper class to decide for the lower classes. And oh. so when he ensnared her, enslaved her and or freed her. I mean, there's so many <laughs> pieces of this. I mean, uprooting someone, you absolutely are freeing them from what they've been bound to. Mm-hmm. But you are also enslaving them to not being tied to what they were bound to. So there's, right. I love the title, I think alone got me on this one because I was like, what a great word. Um, yeah. But there's so many questions surrounding that. And this is him making a choice for her that she should be dependent on him for so many things that when he makes the choice and says, no, you're going to, here we go. Um, yeah, I don't think that was right. But that's because I, you know, have a lot of classist yeah. Eastern European <laughs> fairy tales in my brain swirling around, you know, discussing that. So I was like, what, what are we like Baba Yaga? Like, what is this? Right. <laughs> anyway. Well, and I'm proud of her that like when he does send her, like literally the one, one of the few things that he tells her is, you know, don't get dirty, put on a good face. <laughs> and she's like, have you met me? I will do my best, but also no, that doesn't work out. Um, but she does realize that, you know, she's like, even, even if I had had a chance to ask him, like had time to say, Oh, how do I do this? He would have said, figure it out. And she's like, well, guess I got to figure it out, make the best of it. And she kind of does not really like in the way anybody would have expected, but I like the outcome. I'm with Stephanie. I think that, you know, if you, if you look at the pure, purely from an outcome standpoint, I'm cool with it. But at the time I was, no, (laughs) 
anyway. Yeah, and at the same time, like, as his slave servant? I, I don't know, because she's tied to him for 10 years. She assumes she's tied to him for 10 years. She says repeatedly that he's her lord. Right, like, like he, yeah. he would have to, like, if he weren't able to go with her, he would have to send her away. Like, she couldn't just be like, okay, well, I'm going to go do this, so peace out, because she's already tied to him. <laughs> and the wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she needs that extra impetus to get out. Yeah. Not that I think that she's all about rule following. <laughs> what? <laughs> when she's like, oh, look, my village is in trouble. Where is he? Oh, he's not here. Well, he told me to stay. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to take this stuff he told me And not to I don't know what any of this stuff does, but um, I'm going to take these bottles of potions <laughs> because they're going to do something. <laughs> I'm going to figure that out along the way. I might yeah. burn down my village, but. I did like the consequence of failure because she didn't study in advance. Yeah. Because she didn't, you know, like I thought that that was good because there was a lot of times where they were doing something and I was like, no way. She just got that. Like, <laughs> all out of the blue, we're just going to suddenly understand how to do this. No, I don't think so. So that was satisfying yeah. for me. Yes. Do we do we have more more questions from Sesky here? We do. Do we have time? I Yeah. Yeah, we have plenty of time. Oh, good. We have plenty of time. We will keep talking. Um, Are the dragon's actions acceptable when taking a girl and freeing them of the influence of the wood? Should he have done something else? Great question. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. I, now I understand why you were hesitating asking the question. Because this is sort of underpinnings of everything. I don't know. We could talk about this for 80 <laughs> years. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have a little bit. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with this specific question and what he's done is that it's so hard like even thinking of like as a parent I often do things tell my child to do things force my child to do things <laughs> and he gets upset because he doesn't want to do them I know this is shocking my six-year-old gets upset with me when I tell him to do your six-year-old <laughs> he's not six yet who's listening to this conversation <laughs> But, and so I can understand how it's frustrating when you're talking about classes and you have the upper class making decisions for the lower class, but kind of taking the viewpoint as a parent who is, who just knows more than my child. I think that's where he's coming from. He understands what the wood is and what it's doing to these people. And they are obviously not going to do, like, they're not going to up and leave mm -hmm. because they are rooted in this valley. It's part of the magic. It's part of who they are. He knows they are not going to leave. So I think with that knowledge, knowing that they they won't do anything themselves, he's kind of forced into making that decision for them because he just knows more. And I don't know whether it's, I was kind of confused on it if he teaches all these girls magic or if it's just, I need to get someone out of this valley mm -hmm. to weaken the wood. And she just happens to be the most, Neshka just happens to be the most magical. And when, therefore the biggest threat if the wood takes her. Yeah. So that's where he's like, oh, crap. She's also well, not a rule follower. I guess you are going to be the one I have to take this time because you're magical. Like, not that not all, like, there were other magical girls that he could have taught magic to. Mm -hmm. But from the notes and stuff left to Neshka at the castle or the tower. <coughs> I don't think all of them are magical. Some of them probably mm -hmm. just were servants mm -hmm. right. that were there to cook and clean for him until that tie was broken and he would send them away. I liked the, at the beginning where they're talking about it and she's like, well, why can't you just send me back now? 
And he pauses for a minute. And he's like, no. I loved the confusion of that moment because I thought, well, why couldn't he send her back? And so that made me think that there were girls that weren't magical because he has like learned through that experience. So I, I sort of went with that premise. I mean, that's sort of me filling in for a lot of I was like, that's what there. I just, There's a lot of yeah. assumption with right. what his motivation is. Um, why he takes the girls that he does. So. But if everyone was magic, why would they have left paper notes in places that she couldn't find them in a timely way? Like they would have <laughs> left different things for her. You know, like if everyone was magic, all of them would have like left bonds of magic throughout. Like I was like, this is very rudimentary <laughs> for us to yeah. have all been magic. So anyway, yeah. yeah. But it's it's cool how he, uh, how um, the writer plants the seeds early. Sorry, sorry, puns. <laughs> early on in the story. Get of, out. Of, I know. <laughs> you love me um you started it of everybody being tied to the what because we we learn early on oh everybody who the dragon has taken when the 10 years are up nobody stays and that terrifies Nieshka. like that terrifies her kasha is kind of ready for it she's like okay i can deal with that i can i can live with it but Ka like that never occurs to Nieshka that that's ever going to be an option she's like no i'm going to want to go home because she is so like the magic is so the magic of the wood is so strong it's going to keep her there yeah and that's and it terrifies her that there could be another option like just nobody nobody in this valley is aware of how how strong their tie is and how strong this magic is yeah <clears throat> to me that was most borne out in the beginning of the book i was confused because i don't know maybe it's also like mistborn was my last magical experience mm -hmm. but my last like we take one of your children and do what we want with them was hunger games oh so no i'm like <laughs> comparing this and i'm like reading it and i'm like wait a minute why isn't she like she's this is no katniss she's still a lot like a rule follower or anything she's like just okay cool you're gonna take me all right awesome you know like she's totally yeah. submissive about it it's totally okay and i was like None of us are having any argument with this. <laughs> and then when she was talking about the wood and how some people come back from the wood and they're like completely messed up, I mm -hmm. was like, wait, this is like, okay. Like she's talking about legend here that would be like whispered and passed down and there's no question about this. And almost the way the story is told, it sort of takes you into that where you are almost going, yeah, this is fine. This is, we're totally, <laughs> things are on fire, but we're okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um, I do think that it's okay that he did what he did. Um, but I almost, you know, part of me, that parental sort of approach to things, I felt that throughout the book that he was treating them like pat, pat on the head. Like, <laughs> you're going to get this because I told you to, you know, like I am the almighty dragon and good luck. So um, there were those moments where I was like, is that OK for someone else to behave as a parent? You know, and then that, you know, brought in all the feminist misogyny again. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> did you just say nyet or nyet? What I meant to it was say very was very eh, Russian. Like, eh, eh, She's there. like a Russian version of eh. It's like I'm very eh. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, next question. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna skip this one. It says, "Did anything feel too out of place in the world?" Because we talked about the magic and the sex scene, and I, I sort of feel like those are like yeah, that's what we, yeah, those are good. Oh, but then I like this sense. one. Plans for spinning silver. So. It's not a sequel. It's just a, another book by the same author. And the way they've done the cover art, it looks very similar to this. But um, there are a lot of things like that. I don't know that we have Ladies of the Legendarium plans for Spinning Silver, but I'm going to pick it up. I'll read it. Yeah, I don't think we have any plans right now to pick up 
another one of her books. We don't make plans ahead of That's time, That's true. People. We really don't. Yeah. Um, well, we'll start talking about something and then we'll be like, I guess we're reading it. And then at some point we figure out when we're recording. It's I more mean, like just why we're not reading, reading the books that the boys are <laughs> reading. Well, Megan, what book should we read as the women? And that's really how this goes along. So it's great. We don't I have any plans. Honestly, we don't have any plans in yeah, general. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's it. That feels a little Nyeshka to me that we're making choices based on, you know, what do we feel like in the moment? That's good. It's very, um, yeah. Sometimes you need that in your life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those, those are the, the questions. Okay. So there's one thing, one character that I think we need to talk about that we haven't. And Only that's one? the queen. Oh yes, please. Let's the queen the or the wood queen? No. The... Well, to begin with, they're kind of the same person. That is a yeah. good point. So let's start with when they're the same person, and then we can discuss what happens when they're not the same person. <laughs> but okay. she was one that I think took me by surprise. Um, so we have the whole Why? experience with um, Kasha that she goes, that Neshka goes into the woods after Kasha has been taken, and she frees her from the tree. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what gives Kasha her powers. She's she's pretty much become part tree. Yeah, <laughs> they talk about how she has she's super pet like um, her skin is more like bark. She's just yeah. she's just to relearn strong. how to walk. Yeah. yeah, she's a little awkward when it first happens, but she's still her. They finally do save Kasha from um um both Neshka and the dragon mm-hmm. cast their spell together and that's kind of their summoning spell, I think is what they call it. <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you finish your thought. I was just going to say, no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so then we have this whole, um, they find out through the grapevine, it gets back to the prince. And so now the prince is like, well, you got her out. My mother's been in this wood for 20 years. We're going to go get her out because this is the same thing, really. Like mm-hmm. Kasha, who's been in the wood for three hours, and my mother, who's <laughs> been there for 20 years. Really the same thing. So we're going to go get my mother out. Let's um, get fancy dressed and go. <laughs> and so they have this whole, this is where we really spend a lot of time in the wood. We get to understand what the creatures that live in the wood, what the wood mm-hmm. is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And we're more introduced to the wood as a character in my mind as we're going on this adventure to free the queen from whatever tree the heart trees, is that what they call yes. them? They call them heart trees, right? So I want, like, Megan, you had a point you wanted to make. Do you remember it? Oh, my, yeah, my, what I thought was cool was that when they're doing the summoning, like, first of all, it's a lot more powerful when the dragon and Yeshka are doing it together. And the dragon is doing his very, like, methodical logical i am going to do my regular <laughs> wizard thing that i have learned how to do and has worked for the last i don't know 100 years and yashka is like i'm gonna be weird and i'm gonna sing it <laughs> along with you and it's gonna be amazing and oh and it's working but i found it very very interesting because we had three instances where we see people being pulled out of a heart or like you know rescued from the wood because uh kasha and the queen are both pulled out of the trees and then you have Jersey, who um, is the man who's turned to stone and then turned back, um, and and they pull the effects of the wood out of their mind, their brain and their souls. But in order to do that, they have to first go. They have to first have some kind of um, uh, I don't know how to put it. Where it's like where they're where Nashka and Kasha are looking at each other, and they both realize how much they resent the other. 
and how awful this is. And you can tell that it's the wood trying to fight back that it's like, no, Nyashka, I'm mad that I trained for all this time and then you got to go and have the special experience and now I'm not special anymore and what am I supposed to do? And Nyashka's like, uh, I never wanted that and I kind of resented that everybody thought that you were special my whole life and, you know. And so they'll have something like that and Jersey and his wife both have that where they look at each other and they both see the pain and the hurt that have been caused throughout their lives together. And um, so they have that and then there's like some kind of physical purification that they have to go through in order to be cleansed. Um and I honestly cannot remember what happens with the queen uh, when she's going through that. I know they pull her out of the tree. And that's all I remember at that point. Well, I remember they just, Merrick well, is gone. saying mother. So it's like <clears throat> him trying to use his connection with his own mother right. to pull her out. But mm-hmm. she kind of... If it's like her brain is no longer there. Yeah, she's gone. She's. So I mean, thing. even after she comes out of the tree, she's not yeah. functioning. She's just there. Yeah. And it's fascinating that um, in order for the queen to wake up, they go and they have the trial in the uh, in the palace, and Nieshka calls up this whole illusion simulation of what happened, and it is so lifelike that the people who were involved in it get caught up in it again and start freaking out. Um, and so Nieshka has to stop it so that you know they don't <laughs> accidentally start cutting off courtiers' heads. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Wood Queen like wakes up and she's like, "Oh, oh no, yeah, no, I was kidnapped, and then I was put into the heart tree." By the prince from Rosia, and it just like the wood just has so many clever. But this is like, this is the first time that the idea is introduced that the wood is the malevolence of the wood comes from one person. That it can be, and you have Alosia, and she's talking about, oh yeah, I've been building this sword so that we can kill it. And when she's talking about it, I'm like, how are you gonna kill the wood? Like, is it one tree? Is it the, <laughs> and, and so almost immediately after they start mentioning, oh yeah, it's actually, you know, it it is just this one tree and oh it turns out it's just one person and i have more than i can say but i should let you all continue (laughs) i'll just take the rest of the 26 minutes of this legendarium episode (laughs) nobody wants that i'm gonna eat i mean we'll just sit here and enjoy megan yeah okay (laughs) megan we enjoy you get out i appreciate that (laughs) later what i love is that you started that get out at the beginning and i didn't even realize that that was a pun <laughs> Get out. You're welcome. <laughs> I I just love that like we're we're trying to not make this into a feminist fairy tale. But, but the it hero is. is a fem the hero is a woman and the villain is a woman. And the way that um they are able to finally beat the wood is for Nyashka to be taken into the tree and to find out what the crap is going on. Right. And to find out why all of this happened, what was going on, and oh, the way we need to fix it is we need to teach the Wood Queen how to go, how to move on, how mm-hmm. to go with her family. Like the whole point was that you had this, the Wood people and the Sorcerer people who were supposed to be able to, like, you know, the Wood Queen marries the Sorcerer King and the idea, she's like, oh, I'm going to marry him so that we can teach each other. And they're going to sing then, songs about it. Right. Right. Yeah. But then they learn the wrong things. Yeah. They learn hate. They learn fear. They learn all of these, like the, the wood people finally go, you know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm now going to drink this water and eat this fruit and just go to sleep and become a tree. Thematically, I loved the idea of like her becoming something she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like that fighting that. I mean, I mentioned that earlier, but her refusal to do that, that she was the person to do it because of that refusal. Mm-hmm. Like that that's what made it possible for her to defend and create a solution. And I mean, she didn't create a solution by herself, but yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I liked that. And the, 
as soon as they started talking about a like a missing queen in the beginning or like she like we don't know what happened to her or you know like she she left and you know, all of those things i thought this is a really interesting juxtaposition of this person who is trapped by this guy and then you have this like very layered nuanced thing of a queen who wants to escape um my literary heart was like oh yes please foreshadow more please no. <laughs> like do this but um the timing of it was was really well played and that i thought was just great writing that's all I have to say about the queen. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is there anything else? We're kind of slowly running down on time. Um, is there anything else that we that stood out that we need to discuss? Ellen DeGeneres is going to turn this into a movie. I didn't what? hear that. Yeah, yeah, that she's taken, and who knows? It could be like twelve years down the road by the time this actually happens. But yeah. she's got the rights and everything. Ellen DeGeneres should play the queen, and I just think that'd be funny. Oh my. God. Gosh, please. <laughs> so she's not anything that different. I pictured while I was reading this book. I just but think it'd that would be, be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably that would turn thinking this into more a like a very different tone. <laughs> like a grown-up Robin Wright playing the evil queen. I have a hard time not seeing Charlize Theron um, from <gasps> Snow White already yeah. as the evil queen. I love her period, though. Can we do anything yeah. with her? That I, was kind of like the view. Like, I had an Emma Thompson in my head. But I always have him in my head. <laughs> That's funny. I always have I'll make a man out of you in my head. <laughs> always. Always. Ooh, Michelle Yao. She'd I don't awesome. know. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I do. I, I thought that this ending, like it kind of, it was surprising and a little bit odd. Um, the whole ending where she goes into the memory and, and figures out the ending. There are just so many wonderful things that, first of all. Satisfying. I like I like um, Lanaya's name. It says a word that meant sister and friend and fellow traveler. Uh, the name echoed strangely away from her through the trees. The leaves seemed to whisper it back. The ripple of the stream picked it up as if it were written into everything around me. This is a this is a woman who just wants to connect and wants to be a part of everything. And um, like when Lanaya teaches teaches the wood queen through Nieshka. What is the wording? I can help you change. You're deep enough to come with me. You can grow with me and be at peace. If you will not come, you will be alone here. Your sorrow and your fear will poison my roots. And that's exactly what happens. And it's finally when somebody like learns, oh, this this person is upset because she's alone. Like she's watched everybody die. And so now she's just wreaking revenge. And once Nieshka understands that, she can help this wood queen come to peace and Sarkin accidentally helps um <laughs> but again like again she kind of she needs him to pull her out of the tree so then she can teach the but it, it was interesting to me to realize that the wood queen was not part of a heart tree she was not one of the heart trees she wasn't inside a heart tree she was laying down next to it like she was trying to be a part of it and then once she finally does um drink the water and eat the fruit and Nieshka tells her to sleep she's finally able to um fuse with Linnea, her sister, and heal that tree because they wrecked that one. But she heals that tree and it becomes one with it. And it's just so good, you guys. It is so good. It makes me so happy. It does have a rather beautiful, like, visually, it's a beautiful ending. Yeah. It's well written. It's very, I, it's one of those, pic, like, things I can read and I can just picture mm-hmm. what this, mm-hmm. what this wood looks like, what she's doing, what these characters look like. And I think that Naomi Novik has done a fantastic job mm-hmm. in yes. 
in giving us the visuals that we enjoy as readers. Yeah. Through her imagery and her writing. I think it's beautifully done in, in that respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I will definitely read more books from her just because the, the imagery was so clear. And even the fan fiction was written very well, too. <laughs> I have no problem reading any sex scene that she wants to write. I just want it to make sense within the characters because it is still very well written. Mm -hmm. I know. But again, you have that ending where Sarkin's like, well, we did that. So uh, I'm just going to go back to this place. And she's like, "Um, no, there's there's still stuff we need to fix. There's still all these crazy creatures and all these trees with the crazy fruit. So now we need to go fix that and make, you know, help like heal all the people around it and oh there mm-hmm. she goes to visit a place and she's like oh everybody's scared of me so i guess i need to visit more often so they get used to me <laughs> no i just i, I love that then she realizes that oh we need to establish a new normal and she stays not because she's tied to it but because she wants to help and heal she did have a choice at the end well i think that's kind of where when we're looking at the actual title because i think by the time you understand what the whole uprooted means mm-hmm. it it makes so much sense as to mm-hmm. why they named the book that. Mm-hmm. And I loved the idea of being rooted. And because I know uh, most people, even nowadays, I mean, my entire family lives in Utah. Mm-hmm. I can drive maybe an hour to get to pretty much anyone I'm related to. Love We're them. all mm-hmm. still here. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's still very much a part of a lot of communities. And a lot of people is that you you kind of stick around where you're born and where mm-hmm. you're raised. And I, I love this idea that she's now chosen to stay there because this mm-hmm. is what she wants to do and not necessarily what she has to do. Yeah. She's the first one that the dragon takes who decides to stay. So I didn't say this in the beginning because I didn't want to freak her out. But um, the entire time that I was reading this book, I actually imagined Megan being Nyashka. Yeah. Because just like her affect, the way that she talks about things, her, you know, just um, her acceptance of who she is and like all of those things. So um, as I'm like picturing Megan doing that, it made me really emotional at the end. I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. That's so beautiful. Um, but I was thinking about how much, you know, you need that person in your life who is going to tie you to those roots because I don't live near the place <laughs> that I, you know, like I've lived so many places, so many houses and my family scattered everywhere. So you need those people that you create. And so that was the other thing that I liked about this is Kasha and those representations of these other things of the people that you create and you take unto you and you say, these are going to be my roots. So I liked that too. And that, that made the ending all the more um, interesting to me, satisfying. So, yeah. She knew she wasn't going to move back home to her parents' house. Right. Because no one wants to do that. Depends on your parents. If my parent was Emma Thompson, I might do that. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are going to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't picked up Uprooted, it's highly recommended. You probably should have done that before you listen to our podcast. By the way, there were spoilers. Um, just so you're aware now that if you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go pick up that book. Now you know how it ends. Sorry. Not sorry. But we highly recommend it. It was great. We plan on picking up other Naomi Novik books because we think she's a fantastic um, author. Like we said before, we have no idea what our plans are. So you're always welcome to throw out recommendations to us if you have things that you want us to read and discuss. We may or may not pick them up. <laughs> so we But we will, may. Yeah. But we may. <laughs> so hope you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you later. Bye.